Uh, Summer called me about three, somewhere close to three o'clock today and said, uh, I'm just not feeling very good. Uh, Would you preach tonight? And I said, well, sure. And uh, so that's why I'm here. Summer is at home resting. I'm sure she is viewing. If you are, hey, I love you. And uh, there you go. But um, tonight I want to minister out of Psalm uh, 105 and Psalm 103. And I want to minister using for a subject or title, Today I'm in Need. Today I'm in Need. And uh, with all that's going on around this world, all that's going on in society, uh, a lot of people have been secluded, felt like they've been cut off, uh, felt like they're just isolated. Um, And sometimes uh, your mental state becomes pretty pretty, uh, down. But I, I want to I encourage you and let you know that the Lord has not left you, nor has he forsaken you, uh, that the enemy desires to, to cut us off, but I want to tell you that he is still faithful. And there are things that happened yesterday. There are things that were good that may have happened yesterday or last year, or, or some things may be great or some things may be awful. You just want to forget them and move on. But uh, we don't want to talk about what happened Yesterday, uh, last week, last month, last year, um, uh, we're not here to talk. We do remember the Lord, and we, we don't forget His goodness, and we don't forget His marvelous works. But Psalm uh, 105, uh, verses 4 and 5, says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works that He has done his wonders, and the judgments of his mouth. And then uh, Psalm 103, verses uh, 2 through 5 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I could, I could uh, sure use some youth being renewed sometimes. But when you find yourself being a child of God, you have plenty of reasons to praise Him. You have plenty of reasons. Things may, we don't need to focus on what's going on, but we need to remember whose we are. You have plenty of reasons to praise Him. And when, when one comes into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we mentioned this summer and I mentioned this Tuesday in our Bible study, for us to come to the understanding and the, and the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and as we grow in our walk with the Lord and we grow in our understanding and He enlightens the eyes of our understanding, we understand that we were dead to begin with. We understand that we, didn't, we weren't truly alive to begin with, the Bible tells us that we were dead in our sins and trespasses in Ephesians. So we have to understand that it is Jesus Christ who has quickened us, who has made us alive. So we never truly are alive until we're born again. But that there are some born-again believers who aren't really living. They're not truly living because you have let the things of life, the things that are going on right now in your life, whatever they may be, uh, kind of take your 
focus, or as, as Paul would write in Galatians, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? In other words, what has captivated you? And you may say, well, I'm not, I love the Lord. Yes, you may love the Lord, but what has captivated your time, your attention? Is it the news? Is it the, 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 the virus? Is it whatever it may be? We have to forget not his goodness because, and, and, and know that we are beneficiaries of all that he has. So we forget that the old man is, is gone. We need to forget uh, the old man is gone, but we also uh, don't need to forget that those old ways are gone. The old man is passed away, so are the old ways. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says, Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. So it's, uh, you can't do anything about yesterday. You can't do anything about last week, last month, last year, ten years ago, as good or bad as it may have been. You can't do anything about it. You can't bring it back. You can't change it. And, and you can live there and you can stay there, but it ain't going to get you nowhere. We hear about the, in the church realm, we hear about the good old days, even even uh, when, when the saints of God would tarry at the altar and, and when church was church according to some, and, 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 and people will say, well, what happened to those days? And that's a question that many ask, and it's, a, and it's something that a lot of people have got stuck in. Well, what about then? Well, what about then? Then is gone. It's, it's over. Longing for what was, desiring those good old days... You are placing yourself searching and seeking old manna. That's not who the Lord is, and that's not how He operates in our lives. So I want you to look at the, the very next verse in chapter 43 of Isaiah. Verse 18 says, Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. But you go to the very next verse, it says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness. I, I want to be really clear right here before, before somebody may go off the wrong direction. A, a, a new thing is not a new revelation, it's not a new gospel, it's not a new Jesus, it's, it's not a, a new way or even a new method. That's not, that's not what the scripture is talking about. Hebrews 13 and 8 sets all of that mindset to rest, it puts it to rest, where, Jesus, where it says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I will do a new thing. So why are we dwelling on yesterday's blessings? Why are we eating manna from two years ago? Why are we desiring for another move just like it happened uh, three months ago? There's nothing wrong with desiring a move of God, but I want to tell you when you think that, he, that, that, that this is as good, this not as good as it gets. We say all the time here, the best is yet to come, and this year has seemed crazy. It seems like every time we get going, something crazy happens. 
But I want to tell you that He desires to pour into you new and fresh every single day, every moment of every day. We know this verse, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Meaning they are continually becoming new. They are continually becoming new. What? Every single day is a new day, and it's a new set of, of hours. Uh, it's a, it's a, every, every week we have another 168 hours to glorify God. And, and we, we, we get caught up on what happened last week or, 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 or five years ago or whatever it may be. I want to let you know, I'm here to let you know that He, God Almighty, the Creator desires to bless you. Why? I mentioned this also in Tuesday's Bible study. We, we say, bless me, Lord. He will bless. You are going to be a beneficiary of the blessing, but He's blessing the Christ that's in you. So He blesses us because we have received the provision. We have re received that provision, Jesus Christ. So we come and we say, today, Lord, here I stand in need. I need you now, Lord. I need you now. We sing a song, I need you more, more than yesterday. I need you more. More than words can say. We need Him every single hour of every day. His blessings are continual. So why do we get caught up on what was? His blessings are continual. So don't get, don't listen, don't get, don't get me wrong. Don't chase the blessings. Chase the blesser. Follow the blesser. The Bible tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We, we, want, we want to skip the, 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 His righteousness. And we just want all the stuff. Well, it don't work that way. If you, if you turn in your word, or if you, if you write this, or you go back and watch this, and you're taking notes, Isaiah chapter 12, verses 2 through 4 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy. With joy shall you draw water out of the well of salvation. Who is the well of salvation? That is Jesus Christ. With joy draw water out of the well of salvation. And in that day shall you say, praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Well, brother, you don't know what I'm going through. That isn't what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us with joy to draw water from the well of salvation. So what is, what's with all the complaints? Why all the complaints? Why all the murmuring? Well, well I, I'm thirsty. Well, then go to the well. People, well, I'm tired. Well, go to the well. I'm weary. Go to the well. I'm depressed. Go to the well. I'm sick. Go to the well. I'm afraid. 
Go to the well. I'm troubled. Go to the well. I don't know which way to go. Go to the well. Maybe, you, maybe you're picking up on a little uh, a bit of uh, uh, what we're talking about. Go to the well. With, with joy, draw from the well of salvation. And you draw with joy. Why? Because you know what's coming. Christ. He's coming. You're drawing from the well of salvation. So in Him there is rest. In Him there is peace. In Him there is joy. In Him there is healing. In Him there is strength. In Him there is power. In Him all things are possible. Through Him all things are possible. So I don't know what in the world, sometimes I'm guilty of it too, we get so caught up and so downtrodden and so sidetracked that we forget whose we are and we forget that we have the privilege to go to Him any time of the day, any time that we want to, and with joy draw from the well. So it is of the Lord's mercies, Ecclesiastes tells us, it's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed, because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. His faithfulness. He's been faithful. I was, I was sitting in, in the office just a, a, a few hours ago, and, and I said this to the Lord, Lord, I don't even deserve to do this. I don't even deserve anything. But he's faithful. He's faithful. You can, you can read stats and you can read statistics and you can, you can look at all the, the, the dreary and the, 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 the gloomy mess. You, you pull up statistics on ministry and they say over 1,700 pastors quit the ministry every single month. This year has been even more because of all the craziness. People leave the ministry. People do this, do that. I'm not here to study about the, 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 the dreary stuff. I'm here to lift up the name of Jesus. And I tell you why. Because we get so sidetracked with what was. And, and, and we want just normal to be back. And we just want people to be back in the church. And we just want to be able to hug each other and shake each other's hands. And, and do what we always done. And I want to tell you, that day may be coming or, or whatever. But I want to tell you, even if it don't, God is faithful. And that He has either caused or allowed this thing to come our way to get us back on our face before the Lord. And he's, he's allowed us to come our way to sometimes expose us for who we are to ourselves and let us know, man, we need the Lord. We need Him now. Right now, we need Him. So it's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. He is faithful. What He desires is to pour out uh, and, and, and into you and upon you fresh and continually. Jeremiah, you, you read that the people have committed two evils. They have, they have they've forsaken me, the Lord speaking, has forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and hewn out cisterns, broken cisterns. So, so what we have is we've tried to do it our way and tried to, tried to make things happen and come up with plans and programs and, and what could we do when the Lord says, just, just trust me, just come to me. The, 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 Christ said to come to him, the, all who were heavy, uh, weary and heavy laden. He said to come to him. Why? Because he wants to give us rest. What he did for the children of Israel. 
What he did for the woman with the issue of blood. What he did for the blind beggar. What he did yesterday, he'll, he'll do it today and he'll do it tomorrow. And I'm just asking him to do it again. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. We have a lot of people who have become very, this word keeps ringing over and over and over in my spirit. We have a lot of people over since March that have become very complacent. And when I'm talking about people, I'm talking about believers. They become very complacent. And we become so complacent that we don't see the necessity to get up, get ready, get dressed, and go into the house of the Lord with like-minded believers and to worship corporately. Now, if you can't, that's okay, and I understand. But when you absolutely can and the doors are open, you need to be here or somewhere worshiping corporately together with the body of believers because we've allowed complacency to, 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 to come into our life and we, we will, if we're not careful, we'll allow that complacency to, to, to just sit there and we'll begin to just weed out the things or push the things that we used to desire, we'll begin to push them away because we're surviving off of thoughts and memories of what was and we don't think that God's bigger than this, this mess that's going on. We don't think that God's going to ever turn it around. I want to let you know that He still desires your worship. And if you're worshiping Him in the couch, uh, on the couch, then that's wonderful. I'm not speaking for everybody else, but I'm speaking for me. It would be very difficult for me to do that. So if you can make your way to a place of worship, I encourage you strongly, if the doors are open, do it. Do it. So, so God didn't save us for us to live off of yesterday's anointing or yesterday's blessing. We absolutely praise Him for that. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing in my life. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings in my life. Thank you, Lord, for the salvation that you have given me. Thank you, Lord, for all of those things. But I want to bring you to a place right now where the psalmist wrote in Psalm 92, verse 10, that I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I said it right. Oil. Oil. I shall be anointed with fresh. Here, fresh. Fresh. Fresh oil. David was anointed king in, in, in 1 Samuel 16, verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. David was anointed king. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, Samuel anoints Saul. Saul was anointed. Now, now I could go off on a whole tangent. I'm not going to go there, but Saul was anointed king. Verse 1, he was anointed, he took a vial, a vial of oil and, and poured it upon his head and he kissed him and he said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you to be captain over his inheritance? Now, now get this, David and Saul were anointed. They had the anointing, the anointing was there. And, but, but when you read on into First uh, Samuel 10 and you read through and you get to about verse 10, something's already happened. The, the, despite the powerful anointing, and the touch from the Lord, and they were indeed anointed by the all-powerful and almighty God, both David and Saul, 
grievously sinned and failed the Lord. Both of them. The trajectory of King Saul's life went steadfastly downward. And, and even to the point where, you, you, in verse 10, he was anointed uh, a king. You, go, you get to chapter 28, then Saul was seeking and consulting a medium. He went to her undercover and he went to the very thing that he had cut off. This is where I'm going with this. King David even planned a murder to cover up adultery. The point is this. Even the most powerful anointing, the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon us in times past or yesterday, even the most powerful anointing, will not keep us on the straight and narrow. So don't you be living off of what happened yesterday because the Bible tells us to come to Him daily. <laughs> daily come to Him. He desires, His desire is to pour out to you, on you, fresh and new every single day. But if you're not going to Him, if you're not allowing Him to do so, if you wake up and say, well, I got yesterday's blessings, I'm going to live today. I want to tell you something right now. The Bible tells us to not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. In other words, there's enough to think about today. Don't live off of yesterday's blessings because I got something better for you today than I gave you yesterday because He is continually giving. We encourage ourselves in the Lord by knowing who He is and, and what He's done. And if He did it yesterday, then He will do it again. He'll do it again. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus needed the anointing, the Holy Spirit, to lead and guide Him. We do as well. In Acts 10, verse 38, we read that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. We need His anointing, and, 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 and I thoroughly enjoy the blessings, but His anointing and His blessings won't keep me. Only my faith in His finished work at Calvary's cross will. I want you to hear me clear. We Pentecostals, we want to talk about the anointing, and the anointing, don't, it don't mean you're anointed if you can get loud and you can <gasps> and do all the preaching and spitting and hollering and yelling. That don't mean you're anointed at all. If you're not anointed and you're doing that, you're annoying. The anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. And it can flow through a meek, quiet voice as well as it can uh, through a loud one. And the blessings of God are wonderful. But those in them, they will not keep you and sustain you. Only the faith, the faith, what faith? The faith, faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ will keep you. Because when it's there, you are not, we, it seems like I'm repeating a lot of stuff we, we said Tuesday, if you keep the faith there, then you are allowing the grace to flow through faith in your life, and you are not doing as Galatians 2 and 21, frustrating, Paul wrote, I do not 
frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So I'm not doing anything to frustrate the grace of God. I'm keeping my faith where it needs to be. And Lord, I'm telling you today, just like I said yesterday, I can't, you can help me. I need you right now. Because today is a new set of hours, a new set of problems, a new set of circumstances, new temptations or whatever is going to come my way. And Lord, I need to make sure I'm in the center of your will and I'm trusting you that you'll take me through. Even if it's the valley of the shadow of death, you're going to take me right on through it. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8 says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended upon on high, he led, Christ led, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto the men. Christ did this. I want to tell you that the blood of bulls and goats couldn't take away the sin. Your shout won't take away sin. The anointing won't keep you from sinning. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ that we are made new yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I was saved, I am saved, I'm being saved, I will be saved. I can't survive without Him. And in fact, we know, and I say this all the time, God's Word tells us in John 15, 5, For without me you can do nothing, so I can't do anything without him. So why in the world are we trying to counsel the devil out of something? <laughs> you ever wonder that? I'll talk the devil out of it. No, you won't. No, you, no, you won't. I, Isaiah 10 verse 27 says that the yoke, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit, the operation of the Holy Spirit so we, don't, we can't talk something out of something. It's the power and moving and operating of the Holy Spirit. Lord, today I need you. The anointing is the anointed one, Jesus Christ. His blood covered sin. His blood heals the sick. His blood broke the bondage. His blood was, is, and always will be powerful. There's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to turn. There's nowhere else to run to but to Calvary's cross where Christ paid it all. And we keep our faith anchored in that finished work and we say, Lord, I need you now. I need you now. Because He's real. He, he is real. Christ is real. It's not a fable or a, or a fairy tale. He's not some made-up character. He's real. And He desires to pour out on you today. What you got from Him was, was great. What you experienced from Him was great. That encounter was wonderful. But what He desires for you is even greater. He desires more for you. I remember when I was a kid, I would go to youth camp, and every youth camp I would get gloriously saved all over again. And I would remember about youth camp. Or it would be some other thing. We would just go to this thing called Winterfest, and it would seem like the Lord would just move in my life at Winterfest. And because I would go expecting, and, 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 and about several months would go by, and I would be the same old 
goon that I always was, doing the same old things. And then I came to the realization later in my life that Christ desires to move in my life every single day. I don't have to live off of what was or look forward to what is coming. He can do it right there, right then. He can do it right there in your living room, on your couch. He can move in your life. And if we'll just surrender all to Him. Somebody, somebody sitting there, well, I wish I could be at church. I wish you could be here too. But I want to tell you, God's not confound by this building. He's in your midst right now, and He desires to move in your life. If you just lift your hands and worship Him, if you just thank Him for who He is, I'm believing we're going to get some praise reports from a touch that the Lord has touched someone's life tonight. Because I know He desires to bless you now. Right now. Right now He desires. So there are some here that are, are, are watching that, that have become complacent. They're, they're, they're trying to, to warm up yesterday's blessings. It's like leftovers. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not above uh, leftovers I just don't eat them I I just don't but we want to warm up what was when he's 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 got new for you right now right now you're trying to remember what happened or what, right now he desires to move in your life if you'll surrender all to him right now he wants to move in your life if you'll surrender to him Young people, if you're watching, and if you're not, Terrence and Melissa are going to get a hold of you. Terrence and Melissa, you're going to get a hold of the young people this week, and you're going to challenge them to surrender all to Him. Because the Lord desires to move not only in the adult's life, but the young people's life, and not only in the young folks' life, but the kids' life, because He is just that good. What would happen if we began to have revival in our houses, Lakeside Church? What if we didn't worry about who was behind the mass singer that's coming on in a few minutes? Who cares? What if we would, what if we would get together and talk about the goodness of God and, and His mercies and His, and His blessings and, and, and we would surrender all to What if mom and dad got together and just surrendered all to Him right there in the living room and the kids began to see the Holy Spirit begin to pour into their lives? And what, what, if, what if we just had church in our homes tonight? What if you would just do that and not worry about what's coming on TV and you just begin to praise Him and worship Him and tell Him, Lord, I need you today. Today I'm in need. Yesterday's gone. I've been there. I'm telling you, I've been there. I've been frustrated. I've been worried and wondered and, and, and I've become just stale and everything else. And then I came to the, myself and I realized if I don't go to the rock, if I don't go to the well, if I don't draw water with joy, then what in the world am I complaining about? So I'm telling you tonight, I expect to, I expect to hear good reports, and, and, and they may come in tonight, I don't know. But where you find yourself now, I want you to surrender all that you have to Him. If you all want to get together and start to sing, I, whatever you want to do, pray, go to the Lord, lift up your brothers and sisters that are in here. We've got 20-some people that, that are sick. Lift them, lift them up. 
Lord. Claim him as healer. He'll move in your midst if you'll allow him to and if you'll welcome him to. He'll move for you tonight. I want to encourage you guys and let you know that we love you. We're here for you. Listen, church members, if you need myself or Summer, please text us. Because if you don't, a lot of times we don't know. And it's not that we're not concerned about you or for you. We just don't know. And if we don't know, then, then we don't know. So I'm telling you, if you need us, please call or text us. Uh, we desire to know because we love you guys. We love you dearly. And uh, we're praying for you. You pray for us. Continue to lift up this church, the, the, your brothers and sisters in the Lord. But I encourage you tonight to get together and worship him and let him move in your midst. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence, even in this place, Lord. It's just, just us and the camera. But, Lord, you're still here, and I praise you for that. I pray that you would continue to move, Lord. We're expecting good reports to come from those that are worshiping you now. Lord, I pray that you would move in their midst. Holy Spirit, fall. Fall in those houses and begin to move like they never felt before. Lord, pour into them from head to toe, Lord, and let them begin to just praise you and glorify you even in their home, Father. I pray that revival would come in the homes tonight, Lord. It would begin. Let it begin in me. Father, we praise you, we thank you, and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember that this Sunday is online services only, and I want to go ahead and tell you, Sunday night, tune in our Lakeside Denver campus, tune in to our Yatkinville campus. And the reason we're doing that is because, again, the people that, that you see on the platform on a normal basis, those that run all the media, they're all sick. Uh, so, and, and I am not, I, I am very challenged with technology. Thank God for Marcy that's here tonight, and uh, that's it. It's just me and her in this whole place, and, and, uh, but thank God that she's able to come and do all this stuff. But we love you guys, and we will uh, see you Sunday. Be blessed.